Oxford Centre for Triple Value Healthcare, otherwise known as 3V, scans over 30 journals seeking out important papers on value. To save you time, 3V assesses this research to identify the implications for value-based healthcare and summarises them on our blogs and in our podcasts. Around the world, there is tremendous interest in using payment reform as a means of increasing value in healthcare. This is seen, for instance, in the recent NHS long-term plan in England, where there is some promise of payment and uh, contracting reform. But perhaps where the greatest activity is, is in the US, not least of all driven by the Accountable Care Act, uh, but also previous studies. The US is an extraordinary place with a diversity of healthcare provision and coverage. And so therefore, if you're a health policy researcher, it's a terrific place to work, even if it doesn't provide very good value healthcare overall. The paper of this week is called Maryland's Experiment with Capitated Payments for Rural Hospitals and then semicolon, Large Reductions in Hospital-Based Care. It's in April's edition of Health Affairs. Uh, The authors are Jesse Pines et al. It's an interesting paper because, like many before it, and I'll give a reference for that in a second, uh, it does show some promising results. And despite its uh, really very exciting headline, when you get into the paper, there are many nuances. Not least of all because... Once you actually see what's happening to the shift in payments and activity, although there are reductions in hospital-based care, actually it looks like some of that care may be being shifted. So the author's final conclusion is, our evidence suggests that capitation models require strong oversight to ensure that hospitals do not respond by shifting costs to other providers. That means that, yes, there is an incentive in capitated payment for uh, organisations like hospitals to change what they do, but those incentives may may not be uh, to the benefit of patients' populations and may not increase value. And that's hardly surprising. Payment reform, like structural reform, is and always has been uh, necessary but not sufficient. The most important factor in value-improving healthcare, and in particular in practising population healthcare, is culture. In the New England Journal of Medicine, they have a series of papers under the Catalyst series, New England Journal of Medicine Catalyst. One such those is a paper on a review of payment reforms. And it is promising, but again, highly equivocal, suggesting again that the multi, multi, um, multifactorial things are at play here. Payment reform isn't a simple uh, answer to getting better value in healthcare or practicing population healthcare. When asked, most leaders will tell you that culture is the most important thing in their organization, and that's certainly true. But the problem is, when there are policy changes going on, They chiefly focus on structure and processes like payment reform, regulatory reform and so forth. Culture is always put in the too difficult box or left behind. 
And when you're an organisation like NHS England, which seems to change its structure every five years or so, that's especially problematic because a lot of effort goes into structural and payment or other reforms. And furthermore, structural reform probably erodes relationships and therefore probably erodes culture. In 2014, the Academy of Medical Royal Colleges produced a very important paper called Protecting Resources, Promoting Value. This paper called for a culture of stewardship in healthcare. This culture of stewardship is about making best use of resources for populations. Their call to arms for this new culture of stewardship is even more pressing now, and we would argue is the number one priority for health systems around the world including in England. If you want to stay informed about important developments in value-based healthcare, you can subscribe by joining our mailing list at www.3vh.org.